ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode number 39 of the DMC podcast with your host today, myself, truly and sincerely, Adam Rigby, and my co-host today, my VIH, my very impressive human, a man who has climbed into the stratosphere of group fitness with his undeniable charisma and unstoppable work ethic. He's an author, a philosophical poet, devoted husband, educator, motivator, agitator, communicator, emancipator, a wonderfully deep, complex, and articulate human being. Here's Mr. Marlon Woods. Brother, thank you, bro. Welcome. Kia ora. Thank you, Adam. Thank you so much for having me. No problem. Look, I, um, a couple of things. There's a couple of firsts here. Um, my friend, obviously, I, I sent you a message, and you're the, you're my first official DM slide. <laughs> <laughs> so, so there's a couple of things, and, and never in my wildest dreams would I have thought that my ideal picture of a DM slide would be you, my friend. But here we are. Um, yeah. um, and you're the you're the first person that this is the first time we've really had a had had the opportunity to chat, which I love. Um, mm -hmm. the first time we've had to, which, which we've had to connect. And I think through the, through the world that we live in through, I and mean, we can talk about Les Mills, but that's a, that's a part of why I wanted to connect with you. Um, there's a, mm -hmm. there's a sense of inevitability, how paths will always cross and collide, right? When you, yeah. when you're, when you're a pool of, of combined purpose and growth and development, it's, a, I yep. think it's only a matter of time before you meet. Or there's that, or that, or that, or there's that collision. So this is now for us. So I'm, I'm certainly grateful um, to share this moment with you. So thank you for re responding, um, and not ghosting me, bro. Thanks for not ghosting me, bro. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> you, you, you know what? You know what, Adam? Like this is not me to my own horn, but a lot of people get ghosted, like a like a lot, and it's not <laughs> because it, it's because they're just. And look, I'm no. I don't know who gets a lot of messages. I'm no, I'm no, I'm no Dwayne Johnson or Kevin Hart, like, but you know, I try and get through as many messages as I can. And I saw the message in my request. And again, like this, this is this is our first time talking, but I'm like, this guy seems like a cool guy. I was like, I don't want to miss this message. You know what I mean? Like, so I was oh, like, thank you. Yeah, I was panicking because I was trying to figure out when I'd have time before I left. Um Cause you know, like when you got a trip planned or something like that, all of a sudden you feel like you don't have any time to do anything. But I was like, oh, I'll definitely have time. To, so I'll definitely have time to do that. So, yeah, man, sure. I, I I appreciate it. I, I really do. Yeah, given the given the fact that you've got to jump on a jet plane and, and head to your home away from home, away from your home, which is your home. I wanna, <laughs> and, and, we'll, and and we'll dive into that. Um, I want to I want to point to a couple of things actually, and obviously through you know I mentioned group fitness, and that's that's part of the journey for you. And we can talk mm -hmm. a little bit, a little bit about that. And you've probably talked about it a lot. You've got um, your your Instagram account, which is incredibly popular and, and amazing. And for me, you, you actually typify. I call it the 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 point end and what's great about social media and what's great about Instagram. Mm -hmm. And and what I mean by that is your ability to communicate through your you know your charisma, your your sense of humor, but I think it's also given an opportunity because people see the picture. And they the invisible stuff, right? They don't see the real you. Yeah. They don't see the off time, the downtime. They don't get to have those share those intellectual moments, you know, yeah. the, the a deeper connection with your purpose. And I think 
what's amazing for your channel is the initial connection and attraction with all of the stuff you do, which is out there, bro, you know, and I love it. Yeah. I love it. It's, it's, it's so wonderfully, uniquely you and is, and to follow you through that journey, but also see the deeper connected side, the purpose, your purpose, um, the depth, yeah. the intelligence, mm -hmm. the way you're able to articulate um, even the hardest, the toughest of conversations. So I just want to really commend you for that and say, this is Thank what re reached out to you on that, on that level as a human being. Cause I think what you're doing is yeah. unbelievably uh, just, just great in it. And it, it, it connects on so many, so many levels. Um, Thank you. Is that something you've been aware of? Like the, 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 the journey that you've taken through not only group fitness, but social media, you know, ha has it allowed you to open up? Has it taken time? Because again, people see the picture, people see the poster, people see the poses. Yeah. But, yep. you know, what, what's the challenge for you? Because is there the expectation that you're always ha have to be that guy? Is it quite refreshing to be able to share so much more of yourself? Um, so this has taken me, um, eight years to, 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 to master and, or let's, let's call it seven. Um, I first got social media in 2013. I got Instagram 2013. Um, I started bodybuilding and the, the bodybuilding community has this, I wouldn't call it toxic, but it has this, it, it, it bodybuilding demands so much of you. You can't help but become, but, but, but become consumed. And when you become consumed by it, you, you, you get immersed in this culture and it takes on this very, which is obvious to a lot of people, this very, vain and attention seeking and externally validated type of like type of living and you become obsessed with with opinions and the subjectivity and comparisons because the nature of bodybuilding is comparison it's not absolute it's not objective and i got to this place where you know i was I remember the, the day it stopped for me, I posted a picture of my abs. Just saying it makes me cringe. Like just like literally just saying it makes me cringe. And I, I can see that picture in my head. And I'm like, what are you doing? I'm like, what are you doing? And for me, that was like, you know what? This isn't for me. I was like, this, yeah. this, this, this isn't me. If I can't do this, and feel good about it, then I'm just, then I'm just going to stop. And I was feeling down on myself. I'm comparing my followers to other people's followers and how many likes I'm getting to how many likes other people are getting all the usual, just like stuff that's bad about social media, got rid of it, picked it up again because we opened the gym in Augusta, Georgia, me and my business partner, um, a powerlifting bodybuilding gym. And so we needed social media again. So it was the gym's account, but I ran it. And, you know, was trying to, you know, do stuff for the gym and, you know, seven days free, et cetera. And, you know, lifting videos, the usual, but it still felt icky. And I said, you know what, if I'm going to do social media, I'm going to do it for the gym. I'm going to do it the way 
that Marlon would do it. And I'm gonna use this as a platform of expression. And so that's when I first started, I first started making memes. Like this was 2014, 2015, I was a meme maker, like gym memes. And I was pretty, I was, I was, I was actually really good at making memes. Like I had a few memes that got like picked up by some like the, the, the big, the, like the huge um, gym accounts, like Gymshark picked up some, like, so I was, I, I was really good at it because I was, I, I'm a funny person. Um, and then I went a step further and I was like, if I want people in the gym, I want people to come to the gym because I like the personality of the gym. So I started making funny videos in the gym and that evolved into me using like different characters in the gym. And I started to kind of ex express myself a little bit more. And I wasn't as concerned with being a big burly man with a beard and lifting heavy weights and driving a truck, even though I did have a beard and drove a truck and lifted weights. <laughs> but, uh, but I was... <laughs> You know, I was like, you know what? Yeah, I'm going to wear tights and I'm going to wear sports bra. I'm going to do this because I think this would be funny. And people loved it. And so that evolved into I had different characters. But then I started to feel like people were laughing at me instead of with me. And so I went to a point where I was like, okay, yes, these characters are funny, but it's starting to feel less and less and less like me. So I'm gonna pull it back a little bit and I wanna share a little more of my mind as well. So let's call this like 2016, 2017. And I started to find the flow with this. And then 2018, I made a decision, okay, I'm gonna take social media seriously. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna put effort into it. And when people come to my page, I want them to get humor, motivation, or in, and or inspiration and or inspiration. And so I started to develop a brand around this kind of three-tiered um, three tiered model of myself in my mind. And that felt way better. Then I got sucked into the, the, the drama, like the less mills and some like drama on the teams. And I started to take on this, this vibe of like, being a straight shooter and like no bullshit talking and kind of, you know, you know, addressing things head on. But that began to take on a negative tone. And I'd never wanted anybody to feel like I was pointing a finger at them or I was judging them. And that was, I remember the post that did it. It was a post and it was, I wanted to say, you know, we start a lot of things and we quit a lot of things, but it felt like I was saying you're lazy and you you get on you don't want to hold yourself accountable. And I thought, and you said this earlier, like all the things that are good about social media. And I said to myself, when people come to my page, do I want them to leave feeling better or worse than than, than when they came? And I did a lot of soul searching about what my values are, what's important to me. And I realized my top two values are positivity and respect. Awesome. And I said, from now on, no post I do will ever have a negative connotation ever again. I don't want any post to ever have anyone leave my page and not feel better about themselves than when they came. I don't want a head to drop. I don't want shoulders to slump. I don't want a smile to disappear. 
I want you to feel inspired. I want you to feel motivated. I want you to feel empowered. And most of all, I want you to be happy when you leave. I want you to be excited about taking a step or taking on a challenge or challenging yourself or challenging someone else. And that's been the case since probably 20, probably 2019. And my favorite part about this question about social media is people feel like you can't change. Like if you, if you change, then you're fake, or if you're changed then you're not authentic, or if you, or if you change, then you, then like, you're just doing it for likes or, or you don't have a backbone or you just, or you just blend in with the crowd, but no one can escape the entropy of the universe, right? Things change, people change. And this evolution over the past, you know, six, seven, eight years is why I'm in a place now where I don't have to put limits on Instagram or I don't have to take breaks from Instagram. And there's nothing wrong if you do, but for me, it's such a healthy relationship and it's such an important tool for me and what I believe my purpose is that it's become something that adds to my life rather than takes away. Beautiful. And Extremely I, long way. And I get that. I love that you bring your your values into it because I've got two two children. We had this, we've had this conversation about determining what your values are and staying true to those and not having not having to compromise. Um, but evolution is a, is a great term. And I think if we go, if we rewind to the start of your the start of your fitness journey, and you talk about there, there was a fair bit of resistance. I mean, you've come out of um, the, the part that I that I really love is you knew nothing about group fit. You knew nothing about nah. <laughs> who the personalities were, who the, the so-called stars no. were within the bubble of, of Les Mills World or group fitness. Um, you saw it, you were attracted to it, and you said, they're great. I want to be, I want to be that great. And so yeah. your main focus, and this is what I referred to back with your work ethic. And they talk about, you know, it takes 10, 10,000 hours and man I get the feel I got the feel from listening to the conversation you talk about it that it wouldn't matter if it took 20,000 hours that you'd pick a number and double it because absolutely that, that's part of your DNA but where does it bro where does that drive come from you, you know it, it's um, I'm, I'm hesitant to say it has unhealthy roots um but i'd be lying if i didn't say that wasn't a part a small part of it um i grew up in a very competitive environment and succeeding and more importantly winning was such a big part of of my life and when i look back on it now i ask myself because there there are plenty of other you know, people who are, you know, guys who I grew up with, who grew up in the same environment, played the same sports, but we don't have the same drive. And for me, there has always been a want, almost, almost actually a need to be the best at whatever I am doing. And that got tested 
after you know when when I went to college because up until up until you know, eighteen you know senior in high school everything came easy uh, school came easy um, I was able to use my gifts and my talents to to as as leverage and yes I honed them and yes I worked on certain things and yes I studied but my God given gifts and talents or whatever I was born with get definitely gave me an edge and it wasn't until i got to 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 college university that i realized talent is one thing skill is another and talent will only get you so far but if you want to be the best you have to work at it and i had a coach tell me he said you are extremely talented but I need you to work harder. And that's the first time anyone had ever told me that what I had wasn't enough because it had always been enough. And I adored this and admired this coach so much and respected him so much that to me, it, 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 it became a personal challenge. And honestly, from that day forward, like I went to school year round for three years when I was in the university. I, I didn't take summer breaks. I did courses over the summer. I stayed, I lifted weights for football over the summers. Like I, this incessant want to be the best I can be at whatever it is I'm doing has turned into this, to this voracious appetite for challenge. And I'm constantly looking for things and finding things to conquer. And I'm like, I want to do this. I did it. Yes. Okay. Now I want to do this. I did it. Yes. Okay. I want to do this. I did it. Yes. I want to teach myself how to swim. Wait, what? <laughs> okay. Let's do it. Okay. We're going to do that. You know? And so it, it's, 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 I need it. I, I need those goals. I need, I need the stretch. I need the push. I need it to be just a little more difficult than I'm willing than that. That, than I want it to be, that makes me work a little harder than, than, I, than I'm willing to. Like, I want that. And quite honestly, I need that every day because as soon as I don't have that, I begin to drift. Yeah, bro. Like, you know, Hard Work Wednesday, and, and we hear it time after time. We see a lot of talented people, and, and I think everybody's come across in the college environment or school environment where you've got these people that are on cruise mode and that follows them the rest yeah. of their lives because it becomes too easy. They don't have the work ethic. So if I can coach anything, work ethic above everything else, hard work wins. You combine that with talent, unstoppable, Definitely. unbeatable. And it's funny you mentioned that too, because you step into a school environment, you're playing in a puddle. And then as you go through life, you transition into a pond, your pond becomes mm -hmm. a lake, your lake becomes yeah. the ocean. <laughs> and, you're, and you know, suddenly you're like, oh, exactly. fuck, hang on a second. Because there's so many different exactly. variables, so many other wonderful things that are getting thrown at you. Um, yeah. Uh, I, I, I love that that determination. And, and even if I go back, right, you you come to a stage where you get an opportunity, you get an audition, you get onto this, uh, the, the squad or if, if you can call it that, the, the team, you get onto this team mm -hmm. and there's this massive resistance um, that you, you came up against. Um, yeah. You know, you, you, you went through the process, you followed the process to the T, you got the acceptance yep. to say, yep, and then hold on time. 
you found out that there was there was people conspiring to actually stop you as part of that journey because to them in your eyes you hadn't done the work all they all they saw was the picture all they saw was this young guy they didn't see the twenty thousand punches they didn't see the hours and hours of countless practice and determination very true and i mean how 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 do you overcome that to to feel as though you've put yourself in a position to be the best you can be to get to a point where it's gratified to a certain extent where they've said yep you've accepted into the next part of your career you're like yes and then wham you get hit with something like that bro i mean how do you how do you how do you pick yourself up after that it was uh it was definitely a shock and it's something i hadn't dealt with before because everywhere else in my life people had seen the work because they were there with me yeah. And these are my peers that I was, you know, that that I was I was playing the same sports with. I was on the same teams. I was at the same schools. They knew that I was at the same practices. They saw me working before practice, after practice. And so, as you said, I step into this brand new world, these brand new personalities, this brand new machine. And to be met with that resistance. And honestly, still today, I, I struggle with this limiting belief. Of I'm the new guy. And I have to prove myself. And so when I was met with that resistance, I responded with more work and with more dedication and with more determination and with more practice because I needed people to know that I belonged there. And I was willing to do whatever it took. Nobody knows how many hours of GoPro footage I have of me in the gym with a hundred tracks on shuffle just fighting in the mirror, talking to myself. I would do, I did this for, I mean, for months. I would go every day and I would set the GoPro up and I would just turn it on film and I would go back and I would watch and I'll say, I need to fix this. I need to fix that. I need to fix this. That doesn't sound good. Oh, that's too much talking. I don't like your voice there. Like, and, but what I didn't realize was the better I got, the more apprehensive people became. And because like, I didn't, I didn't know anybody. I didn't have any friends and no one knew my quote unquote intentions. And so like, oh, is, is he here to replace? Is he trying to outdo? Well, he's never done this before and he's never done that before. And meanwhile, in my mind, I'm like, oh my God, I've never done this before. I've never done that before. And so I got to work harder and I got to practice more and more and more and more. And it's just, it's, it's so interesting that it's so interesting and the, uh, the universe is just a trippy place. So interesting that the focus for this podcast today is purpose because I've been reading a lot lately and it's all been about purpose. And I know that Les Mills was the, was that intersection of, of, passion and purpose for me and all these things that I've been good at but wasn't really sure like you know what what exactly they would manifest into and then this thing I'd never heard of but was drawn to comes into my life and it's the it's the it's the perfect storm all the things that I'm good at and that I love doing 
and this vehicle that is Les Mills intersect and it's just it's combustion like it, it just it it literally skyrocketed and I wasn't ready for it and the people around me in, in the beginning uh, weren't ready for it and I was fighting that you don't belong here and that you're the new guy attitude within myself and from others I kid you not Adam like even even today there's still remnants of that you need to chill out because you because you know you've been here since breakfast you know like like you like you need to relax and I know that it holds me back because because sometimes people are looking to me for leadership they're looking to me for for that guidance and I've always been a leader I've always gravitated towards the front but that experience and at the start has really imprinted on me. And I don't want anyone to think I'm arrogant. I don't want anyone to think I'm entitled. I don't want anyone to think I'm not willing to do the work. And so I still have my head down and I'm still working as hard as I possibly can all the time so that people don't think I don't belong. And it's funny, so, so the arrogance is one thing that resonates with me too, bro, because when you're, when you're confident, you know, when you know you've done the work and you you walk a certain way and you act a certain way under pressure situations, people's perception is arrogance. Yeah, and, and, absolutely. And it's difficult when you walk into those situations because that's very hard to break. We, we live in a world of first impressions. Where we, we walk in and they're like, yep, person, able to have conversations, not dominating the space, but there's, certain, there's, a, there's an element of control when you're in the room, you know what I mean? People gravitate mm-hmm. towards you and I'll... I'll sort of lean into yep. that a, a bit later, but until people really take the time, and that's why that's why conversations like this are important, right? Like stopping to get yes. to know someone, like actually not going by what you've heard indirectly, but what you've experienced directly yes. is the key. Yes. Um, and it's funny, you know, I've I've found myself tradition is important, history is important, and I celebrate those that have come to come before us and paved paved the way right, allowed us to do what we do in a format that we do. So many great yep. stories, so many so many great names um, in the history of group fitness and in any sport and any game. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you can find your heels deeply rooted in that. It can act like cement sometimes. Yes. And, you know, what I what I think is, you know, the, the term that I find funny is, oh, it's, it's not like it used to be. But my <laughs> viewpoint is it's not supposed to be. <laughs> it's not supposed to right. be this is this is that word that you said bro. Right. Evolu- evolution right yeah evolution definitely. not so much change but it's the, it is progression it's new people it's new ways of doing things it's new mindsets yeah it's new new ways of moving um so bro when you when you talk about the you know the necessity to throw punches and that when when did the com- you know the comparison has the comparison become clarity for you or is that still still a work in progress do you know what i mean are you still comparing yourself to others is is there if you got that confidence that you're doing the right thing and just trying to amend the stuff you're doing are you still stuck in a loop of comparison that's a that's a that's a that's a really good question i i'll probably Okay, I remember it was the round we filmed body pump one 
11 and body combat 81. This was spring, I think this was April, May, 2019. Whoa, yeah, 19. And I got done filming. And normally when I when, normally like when I get done filming, I have this like elation, exaltation, and this, oh wow, like it's finished. And I'm immediately going to find Kylie and be like, hey, what feedback do you got from me? Like, what can I do better? And like I had all of this, like, you know, I you have all these feelings and emotions going around, this relief. And that had happened every round up until pump 110, combat 78, or whatever last one I was on. We filmed 111 and 81 and I get done and I'm like, oh, like, I f hey, Kylie, did, did I, did I do okay? And she was like, oh my God, that was a man's probably your best track ever. And I was like, it doesn't feel like it. And she was like, what do you mean? And I'm like, I don't know. I just feel, I, I feel different. She's like, well, you did amazing. And after we filmed combat, the same thing happened. And I'm like, Dan, I'm like, yo, he's like, how do you feel about it? I'm like, I don't know. I was like, normally I, I like have all these, like this very acute awareness of like how I'm feeling and what went right and what went wrong. But today it just kind of feels like he was like, and he finished by saying he was like, like another day in the office. And I was like, yeah, exactly like that. Like it just feels like I got done with, I got done with work and I like what I do, but now I'm going to go home and eat and he said that's good and I was like what do you mean he was like and Dan Dan has these uh he's so dramatic sometimes but he puts his hands up and closes his eyes he's like you've transcended <laughs> and I'm like <laughs> I'm like I'm like what does that mean he was like he was like now you he's like now you know you belong here and I was like huh and he was like we've always known but now you know and I was like okay and I went home and I sat with that for a little bit and I was like huh I get it like I like I understand yeah. and then the next round I go the same thing happens and the same thing happens and I'm like and it's not that it's any less exciting it's not that it's not that I love it any less but it's now it's this is what I'm supposed to be doing. And the and from that point, everything changed for me. It was a, the comparison stopped. The, even, even, even though it's still a part of me, like that, that new guy feeling all but dissipated. It, my confidence increased, my composure increased. And everything slowed down. And it was, it literally felt like I just, I stepped over a threshold. And I know this sounds extremely ethereal, like, but like <laughs> I stepped over this threshold and like all this pressure that I, that I put on myself and that I had on myself and these nerves and this anxiety was gone. Transcendent. And, <laughs> and it, it, it is, it is, it, it was an, it was and still is an incredible feeling because 
it feels like the work that I've put in and continue to put in and the stress I put on myself and the pressure I put on myself created a diamond. And I feel like I can't be broken now. And no matter how many tracks they throw at me, no matter how many changes, I know I can do it. And I know I can deliver. But that doesn't take away the nerves, doesn't take away the butterflies because it's still important to me. I still want to do an amazing job. But there's just that, there's, there's that, there's that little part of me that's like, now you know you belong here. Now you know this is what you're supposed to be doing. So it's clarity is the perfect word to describe it. Beautiful, bro. And and it doesn't, and and that still doesn't diminish your incredible work ethic, right? Because that's that's the part of the Correct. whole puzzle puzzle for you. So it's not like yeah. you know, walks walks on set, goes, yo, what's up? Hey, yo, <laughs> script, script. Exactly. Ah, I got this. Woo! <laughs> exactly. Lights. Exactly. Where's my camera? Where's my camera? Yeah, check, check. This is on. Check, yeah. Check. Let's go. Never, I never want to be that guy. Never um, want to be that person. <laughs> Nobody does, and you're and you're and you're not, bro. Because it's it's funny, eh? Because sort of automated becomes automatic, and then you know when you stop focusing so much on the outcome, you find the moment. And I think that's yes. transcendent. The zen, <laughs> the, the zen, the zen part of it. That that beautiful, bountiful garden. Definitely. That very few. Um, you know, I, I guess have the ability, or we, I think we all have the ability to tap into it, but it's actually all about environment, right? Being, yeah. being in an environment where you're free and you're confident yes. and you're comfortable to be able to do that. And it's, it's, I, I guess that's indicative of the, of the time that you spent with uh, Dan and Rach and, and the team, um, Kylie, obviously, mm-hmm. all of those guys that are there, um as facilitators and i think that's the great role that they play right absolutely it's not, it's not to tell you they see they see the magic in you um like you were saying uh, in in one of your stories it's sheldon sheldon was the og that says man i see something in you yeah, yeah. and it's kind of like Definitely. Well, me me because in, in your mind you saw this picture of this boy with the school bag on right first day of school exactly exactly <laughs> yeah. uh it, and you see that, and I, oh, man, I love that. I, I truly love that part of, part of the story and where it's led you into transcendence. But <laughs> if if we talk if we talk about that that journey, man, you've you've moved halfway across the world, mm-hmm. um, and uh, your home away from home, which has become your home. Met, married, love of your life. And we, we talk mm-hmm. about find, finding the one, the person, the ride or die. It's not, you know, I heard a, I heard a saying, but it's behind every great man. I'm like, well, behind, beside, right? Beside every, yeah, and absolutely. that's how it should be. It's that partnership. Um, yesterday yeah. was my 25th wedding anniversary. 20. Oh, that's incredible, bro. Congratulations. Thank bro. you. Thank you. I mean, congratulate her, mate. To put up with me for that long, I don't know how. I can't. She... I, I can't imagine. I can't imagine. <laughs> I've been on here for 46 minutes. So. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like, what? Oh, click. And we're done. And that's the end of the yeah. Um, yeah, so for, fortunate enough. And it's navigating the highs and lows. It's life, right? It's not all roses. Yeah. It is. Again, it's work ethic. It's, it's been there for each other through high, through low, through richer, through poorer. 
uh, yeah. you know, through sickness. And sickness is a, such a broad term, uh, physical, yeah. mental, spiritual, and in health. Yeah. Um, being there to share the, the, an abundance of emotions, having someone know you better than you know yourself. Um, yes. I've had the, the, the opportunity to, to meet your lovely, lovely wife. Um, in Auckland, New Zealand is part of the uh, part of a filming experience that was down there, and and mm -hmm. certainly you know one of these people that commands a, you know she has mana which is the strength that inner strength and you can see the top yeah. person sits down and, and knees angle towards her at the table. Yeah, but can yeah, can, you, can you can you as much as she would talk delightfully about the moment that you first connected or you first listened to this not use the word connected because it can go i don't know where that's going to go but let's talk about the moment that you first met can you tell us a little bit about the love story oh yeah bro absolutely um please it, it was such an such such a serendipitous uh occurrence she so my first filming was July 2017 and my roommate was Steve Clough. Um, I had no idea who he was. I just knew he was extremely attractive. And so- And large. And, and, and large, yes, <laughs> very, very much so. And so get down there and, you know, we're like, you chat, I think it's maybe like four or five days in and this was back, you know, filming weeks are five days now. My first filming day was two weeks my first filming experience too you know they used to be way longer so yeah, yeah yeah you know we got this you know we got this apartment and you know i think we're about a week in and he's like yeah my friend felicity's coming to watch me practice and just literally like i have no idea who she is what she looks like i'm like oh she looked good and he's like oh piss off man like you know just kind of <laughs> you know just you just I, I'm, I'm just being me and I said, um, I told him I'd go to his class that Thursday. I think it was Wednesday. I said, I'm going to come to your class tomorrow because I want to see you teach. And I was exhausted that Thursday. I was like, oh, it was raining. It was gloomy. My lie cramped up on stage that day, I think. And I was like, I'm, I'm jet lagged. I just want to lay down. But I'm a man of my word. I told him I was going to go to his class. So I'm going to go to his class. And I go to his class. And hello, lovely. I go to his class. And there's this woman in the back and I'm like, wow, she's absolutely gorgeous. Kept it moving. And I said, I really want to see her again because I want to talk to her. The next day I see her talking to some other people on the team. I see her talking to Josh Barrier and Kylie and I'm like, hey, who is that? And they're like, oh, that's Felicity. I'm like, okay, what are the odds of there being another Felicity that's here doing classes and that was in Steve's class. And so I'm like, is that Steve's friend Felicity? And they're like, yeah. And I'm like, there's, I'm like, there's no way. I'm like, there's no way. Run back to the room, I'm like, Steve, tell Felicity, I love her and I wanna marry her. And he's like, what? I'm like, just tell her please. And again, just like, again, just playing. You know, I'm like, she's gorgeous, tell her I love her, I wanna marry her. He texts her, tells her, she laughs it off. He's like, hey, she'll be at breakfast tomorrow. I'm like, well, I'm going to be at breakfast tomorrow as well. <laughs> Go to breakfast tomorrow. I see her. I'll stretch my hand and shake her hand. I'm like, hi, my name is Marlon. I love you and I want to marry you. 
and we have we, we haven't we have a great laugh about it and so that filming round comes and goes and we ride to all of us rode to the airport together she's on her way a few months later steve says hey felicity has instagram so naturally i go in like every single one of her pictures because i'm a stalker and we get to talking you know we're talking um over the next few months and i find out i'll be back in new zealand in january and she said well actually i'll be there too um i was like, okay we should get lunch grab lunch and we talked for three hours and we when we hug goodbye i'm like i'm in trouble i was like this i was like, I was like this this is i was like this is this is not good i'm like this this is not good at all i'm like I've, I, I really enjoy talking to her. And like, as you get to Nike, you get to know somebody and there's layers to them. And weirdly, we had so many things in common, like in our lives, but also our mindsets, even though she's this, I'm this black guy from Cincinnati and she's this white woman from Sydney, Australia, like literally other, couldn't, couldn't be more worlds apart. But there's so many similarities, like the way we think. And we got lunch again the next day and talked for four hours. And couldn't stop thinking about her and she left Auckland before I did in January and that that city felt so empty when she left wow. and I'm like what's going on I'm like I just met this chick I'm like <laughs> I'm like why am I I'm like I'm in Auckland Museum why am I sad because she left I'm like leave me alone like go away like <laughs> And so I get back to, I was living in, uh, I was in Augusta, Georgia at the time. I get back to Georgia and we're talking and, you know, she's like, hey, you know, I'm thinking about going to New York. And I'm like, you just tell me when and I will meet you in New York. And now keep in mind, you know, we've had a few lunches together, like nothing crazy. And we're going to go stay in New York together for five days. And it was a movie-like experience, just like, inc like in, an incredible experience the entire time. Like we met Beautiful. at this rooftop bar in Manhattan. And I'm just like, she is, she is, she's perfect. She is absolutely perfect. And I see her again in Auckland. And then I come to Sydney for a few days, mm -hmm. for two days after the visit. And this was in May. And as soon as I landed back mm -hmm. in Augusta, Georgia, I messaged, I said, I'm, I'm moving to Australia. I said, I, I said, I'm, 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 I'm moving. It, it like, I was at a point where Augusta, Georgia had begun. It, it started to feel cramped. It felt like I, I wanted to move somewhere. I was looking for places to move. Um, I had just got a promotion with the NSA that I, I, I was thinking about taking, but it turned down because of the Les Mills ambassadorship. And so I was like, I need to, I, I need, I need a place for my wings to, to expand and. I moved, I packed my bags. It was the most stressful, hectic three months I think I've ever experienced in my life. But May, June, July, I got my life together, put everything I could in bags, and I flew to Auckland for filming in July with everything I owned, and then went straight to Sydney from there. And I've been here since. Um, and she is, I, I've, I've never had a, had a partner like like that's that person that you feel like 
no matter what, I'm not going anywhere. Like, like truly no matter what, like, and it's the, it's the, and again, we've, you know, we, we've only been together for, well, yeah, since, you know, 2018, married in 2019, but I want this to be, I want this to be a test. Like I, I, I want, I want to love her at her lows. I want to, I, I want to love her in sickness. You know, I, I want, I want the downs. I want the challenge because this, this is, this is, this is the, yeah, this, this is the first time I've, I don't want perfect. I want her, all of her. And no matter what that looks like, because I, I feel like my ability to love her, no matter what, that's the, that's the man I want to be. And she brings that out in me. She, she brings that, she, she brings that desire to, to, to face those challenges out out of me and you you know we all we I'm sure you've heard of her saying sliding doors but like to think that I'm here sitting down with her in the next room all be and I, I think about it all the time what was it that changed my path like like what like what was that one what was that one thing that happened in was it 2011? Was it 2014? Was it 2012? Like, what was it that led me here? Because if I ever get this opportunity again, I want to make sure I get that part right. Because, because this is, this is, because this is, it's incredible. Because this is incredible. And she's just, yeah, she's a, she's amazing, bro. Like, I'm just, I, I'm the, I'm, I'm the luckiest man in the world. I really am. I, I mean, I've got goosebumps actually. Just, just so it's hard, <laughs> and seriously, like it's hard to. I mean, it's hard to explain what is not virtually impossible to explain, but what you feel like that deeper level of level of emotion, that deep yeah. connection, and and you know, in all honesty, when you find when you find you can't fight that magnetic power that is determined that you two should be together, and how your heart just gets bigger that day. Yes. Definitely. You know, definitely. And it, that's a perfect and it, explanation. And it takes time to break down those walls and also not only to learn more about her, but for us to also let down the walls that have been built up over time and relationships and how oh, yeah. and the baggage we carry from the way we've been taught how to deal with emotional situations, yes. with conflict, all of those types of things. And it's not always, you know, like I say, it's not always perfect, but that's You've got a realization that that's the journey you're on but the the main thing is yes. it doesn't it doesn't matter when you're together through exactly. thick or thin it just doesn't it just doesn't matter and life couldn't be any better i mean i wouldn't have even imagined that I, I could be 25 years in to a marriage um when when i first met my beautiful beautiful wife and i blessed the day that i met her and i saw her and instantly fell in love with her but her brother was five years old and he sat on my knee and fell asleep He's 32. That's crazy. He's, bro, he's 32. He's 32. And I, I, the offer's still there for him to curl up on my knees. A bit bigger now. He pushes a couple of weights. But it may be uncomfortable for me, but these arms are still here for you. So I'm just, just saying, bro, if you need, if you need, if you need me, I'm here. But, oh, man. but you grow so much as a human over that time and evolve. Yeah. Hey? And life's not about staying the same. 
life's not about exactly. it's it's you don't have to be the same person you were when you first met because that's the point yeah you're adding so, so many experiences um and one thing that i've talked because i've got a series you know being talking to people that i know through through fitness and i think it it, it emphasizes to me the importance of a putting yourself in an environment where you find challenge where you find purpose where you find people that think the same way that you do not all the time but there's still got to be that a little bit of conflict to challenge the yep. way you think and do and act and feel um yep. to take to take risks to fo to to follow your heart because all, all of these Definitely. things when you got into a situation where all of that resistance but here you are right all of those objections all of those challenges that you had to face as a human being where you've had to pick yourself up yeah. with assistance here you are you know what a wonderful yeah. wonderful opportunity so that so the opportunity that that i i promote is and i've said take the chance kick the ball kiss the girl jump in the water um yeah. those those are the things we need to embrace because at the very least you'll learn something about yourself correct you get a deeper connection to self and a deeper sense Absolutely. of self and purpose um but bro i i kind of i'll, I'll go back when we talk about circumstances and and you know certainly I, I see you initially as the accept viewed as the exception to the rule and i guess the key mm -hmm. in those moments is to well then it's going to take something exceptional to overcome that and for you to give yourself credit for for actually doing that you know yes. for, for, for being able to pat yourself on the back and say do you know what that's something that I've overcome. All of those things that you talk about—that's that's part of you. Talk about the tap, the rich tapestry that is your history, and again, mm -hmm. here you are. Without those steps, without that resistance, when many people would have backed down, you stood up and proving, proving not only to yourself—and it's not necessarily that you needed to prove to yourself—but that you're more than worthy and capable, and incredible, yes. and exceptional. So. Fuck, another kudos hand on heart to you, Thank you. I, I, I love that part of the Thank story you. um now the other the other thing that fascinates me is you wrote a book i forgot i wrote a book you like <laughs> when you said like like when you when you said author i was like what i was like oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah i did i did i wrote that that's right <laughs> Because it's one thing to oh. it's one thing to have conversations. It's one thing to put it on YouTube, right? It's one thing to put it on Instagram, yep. but to write your hopes, your dreams, your thoughts, your processes, to share deep secrets, moments, to put it in a paper, to write it, um, yeah. to write it is one thing, right? To read it is another, and then to share it with the world is a whole new level bro what were you thinking <laughs> um well first let, let, let me preface by saying i don't forget I, I didn't forget i was an author because it's not important I, yes. I forgot because number one i am a terrible pat yourself on the back person um i i need to do that more often i need to acknowledge the things i've done um, but I'm so terrified of, again, that I don't want to feel like I'm, you know, basking in it too long. So I tell myself, okay, cool. Well, you do like, okay, what's next? Um, and then also it's, 
it's strange to me that I look over at all these books I've read and my book is over there as well. Like it's just, it's, it's trippy. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's unbelievable sometimes. Um, so I started, I told myself way back, way back, five, six years ago, um, I think it was 2015. I was like, I want to write a book. But at the time, I said I wanted to write a book because of ego. I said I want to write a book because I've done a lot of cool stuff. And I think I'm, I think I'm a pretty good storyteller. And, oh, that would be funny. And they could probably make this into a TV show, or this would be a cool movie. And so I want to write a book. And so started writing. It took me forever to get a page because, like, I just, I would start and I'm like, ah, I don't really know, like, where, if that's where I want to start. And then I, then one day I was like, you know what? I just need to start writing. And it was on a flight, actually, from, uh, I think it was my first flight or second flight to New Zealand. When I finally, like, finally had started making some substantial progress, I made bits of progress 2016, 2017 is when I really started to kind of go at it. And I just started at the beginning. It's like, I'm going to start in elementary school. I'm going to talk about elementary school and I'm going to talk about middle school and high school and college and then Les Mills. And my first draft was, it was broken up childhood, adolescence, young adult, um, adulthood. And I wanted it to be in chapters, like chapters of my life. So the first section was, again, what it was like being a kid, what it was like kind of, you know, being around, you know, I grew up in a black neighborhood, but I went to a white school and what it was like going to a black school and my clothes were all wrong. and I needed to change my swag and then high school and being a nerd, but people liking nerds because you got to go to college and then starting all over in college because I went to a Ivy League school and they were some of the most affluent 18, 19 year olds I've ever met in my life. And being confronted with that and that culture shock and then less meals and the army and all this. And I was like, wow. I was like, this is a, this is a pretty good, this is, this, this, this is pretty good. And I sent it to somebody for feedback and it got destroyed. I'm talking about the type of destroyed where I didn't write again for six months. I was like, I didn't even, I didn't even, I didn't want to look at it. I wanted to delete the whole, that's how bad it was to it. Not someone I knew, just like an objective editor. I was like, Hey, I'm looking to get this published. Like, you know, can you just give me some feedback or I don't know what type of editing I needed. I didn't even know about the different types of editing. And they were like, let's start with developmental. I'm like, all right. And they're like, this is confusing and there's no character development. And what does it have to do with this? You need to explain that just from start to finish the edits for damn near as long as the book. I was like, <laughs> okay. And it was a huge blow to my ego because the first draft was my ego. Yeah. And I put so much ego into it that when that got when that got marked up and when I got destroyed and criticized, I was like, I took it extremely personal. And so that was 2017. And then 
so I said, okay, let me scale some of this back. And since 2017, the book has gotten smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller. Because what I wanted to do is I, I realized I needed to change the organization. And I said, okay, well, what do I want people to get from this book? Do I want them to, to learn something? Do I want them to be entertained? Do I, do I want to show them a part of myself? What part, I, why, what people in my life are the most important? What lessons I learned that are the most important? And so the book changed from big chapters to smaller chapters about lessons I've learned from individuals. And I tried that and then it was in the, it was in that realm of, I want my book to be long because a short book is gonna be stupid. And so there was a bunch of filler, like a bunch of fluff, a bunch of stuff that didn't really, that didn't really add to the, to the manuscript. During this time, this was 2018, 2019, coming into 2020 throughout this period, uh, I went through maybe three or four iterations of the book, and it wasn't until late 2020, early 2021, that I finally gotten it down to, I'm just going to have these lessons, because the person I had become throughout my evolutions over the past five, six years, I wanted to trim away the fat, trim away the excess, and I wanted to be the purest form of expression possible that I could give. And that's where I had the, just, just the numbered lessons. And when I first had that idea, that concept in that organization, I think there were 138 chapters. And I told myself, no matter what, you cannot make this a multiple of five. Don't try and make it 140. Don't try and make it 95. Don't try, it, it has to be something that is not a multiple of five because that will ensure that I'm not being Marlin and trying to make things <laughs> clean and perfect. And there's also going to be no fillers. And so all throughout 2021, I began to chip away and take out chapters that were more about ego or trying to, or trying too hard or didn't really give the, didn't really give the vibe I wanted to, or too negative um, or were worded wrongly or could be combined with other ones. And I got down to 90 and then 80 and then 70 and then I was at 60. And then I finally got down to this manuscript of 54 chapters. And I said, this is the least common denominator. This is the pure, most concentrated elements of me. And I looked at it and I said, okay, I'm going to send this to an editor. I got this incredible editor, this woman named Joanna Petronella from New York. She's done thousands of manuscripts. I send it to her and she sends, she sends it back and she says, I have no feedback other than some, other than some like, you know, grammar stuff here and there. Some like, I've changed some sentences a little bit, but the content is amazing. This has been one of the highlights of my editing career. You have, you have an incredible voice. And I've learned so much from reading this book and this is gonna do wonders for people. And I said, wrote it back, I said, are you blowing sunshine on my ass because you want a good review? <laughs> and, and she said, listen, she said, you can go to my page. She said, I never, I, I will never lie, I will never lie to an author. And she says, I have no, I have no, you've already paid me. So it's just like, I, I don't, I, that does, doesn't matter 
He said, I need you to know that I'm being honest. And I said, thank you so much. And that was July, uh, first week of August. And then I just sat because I was terrified because I said, the next step is publishing this book. And I said, this, this book is me. This is me. Like, this is not what I think people want to hear. This is not just the highlights. This is not just the lowlights. This is not overly dramatic. This is not staged. This is exactly what I've learned, exactly what I've been through, and exactly how it made me feel. What if no one relates to it? What if people think it's cheesy? What if people think it's corny? What if people think it's stupid? What if people think it's preachy? Because this is not my ego. This book is me. Like this, this book is actually me. And I made sure to say this is not a guide to life because I'm 33 years old, but it's just, it's, it's what I've learned. And I'm at a place in my life where I have the, the privilege and the blessing to be able to reach more people than I ever, uh, than I ever could imagine. And I want to share, I want to share what I've learned because I've been through a lot. And so I sat for weeks and I was talking to a friend and she was like, you just need to just publish it. And I'm like, I'm scared. I'm like, I don't want, I'm terrified. I don't want to. And she's like, you've been working for years on this drafts and drafts and feedback and edits and and, and here it is. I, I wanted to format the book myself. I didn't want to externally do that. I wanted to design the cover. I wanted to format it. I did all of the legwork. And she was like, from start to finish, this is you from cover to cover, just publish it. And so August 21st, I was like, okay, I'm going to publish it. And it was extremely anticlimactic. But... <laughs> But 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 it was but it was published and I sat there and I was like, well, I'm still not ready. And so I didn't say anything about the book for two more weeks. Two more, I was like, I didn't say anything, but I read the book and I confided in a few people. My mom was like, this book's amazing. I was like, mom, I love you, but I don't, your feedback doesn't count. I was like, you don't count because you're not going to tell me my book sucks. <laughs> I need somebody to tell me it sucks. That's what, that's what I need to hear. I need to hear. I need to hear. I need to hear. Somebody needs to say it sucks. And so finally, I'm like, okay, I'm ready to tell the world. So I put it out there and people start buying the book. They start getting the book, start getting the book. And I'm just, I'm, I'm paralyzed with fear because I'm like, what are they going to say? where's that first where I need that one star review like where is that because that's that's what I, I wanted it like I was I got to the point where I was like just get it over with. it's like <laughs> I've been I've been I've been riding my road bike for a little like a year and a half now and I still haven't fallen and I'm like I need that first fall to come so I can so I can just be out of the way you know and but it never came it it I started getting messages from people who I, who I don't engage with, never like commented or like I've never like engaged with them. I didn't, I didn't know they followed me. Um, and the, the feedback is 
you know, I can relate to this so much. I thought I was the only one. Um, th this, this speaks to me. I have somebody who's going through exactly this. I went through exactly that. How did you deal with this? Can you talk, can, 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 you, can you tell me more about what this did for you, about what this did to you? How did you get past this? And after about four weeks of the book being out, um, I'm looking and I'm like, this is exactly what I wanted this book to be. I wanted it to, and I meant it in the book when I said that even if one person reads this and they feel like they're not alone, that's all I cared about. That is, that is, that is truly all I cared about. And I felt that in my heart of hearts, it was never about book sales. It was never about comments. It was never about being tagged in stories. It was all about helping. And that is miles away from what the book was when I first started. And that evolution, within the evolution I was going through, the, the book is a perfect manifestation and personification of the changes in me over the time I was writing and I never, I mean, I, I never imagined, you know, I think that's like almost 3000 copies that have been sold now. Like I never imagined that many people wanting to like, like, like wanting to get that. And, or e even just, even if you don't, if you, even if you buy it and don't read it, just like being willing to support it, but the number of people that have read it. And for me, honestly, the number of men that have read the book, um it just me i it just it means the it means the world to me that is one of my one of my most cherished accomplishments is writing that book and facing into the feedback and acknowledging shortcomings and being willing to share and going through the process of formatting the book and publishing the book and put myself out there like that is a Form, that is a form of vulnerability that I recommend every person goes through the process of writing a book about themselves. And even if you don't publish it and sell it, going through the process of writing it, sending it to an editor, like, and just, and have, and having a finished product, because there is nothing more, there, there is just like, I, I just feel it's one of the most vulnerable things you can do because we cherish ourselves so much. And just as you said before, it's one thing to say it. It's one thing to put a video on YouTube. It's one thing to put a you know Instagram post or a caption. It's another thing to write it down. And it's another thing to read it. And when you can look at yourself through that lens, I can't really explain what the experience is like, but it's, I look at it as a uh, as a intensified version of journaling. You know, like, like we journal to get our thoughts down on paper, but to get them on paper and then to read it back is to be is 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 to see yourself the way others view you, and the external self awareness it gives you is just incredible so to 
to sum it up, it, it is, it was one of the scariest, um, insulting, uh, encouraging, profound, vulnerable experiences I've, I've, I've had my life, definitely. Wow, bro. <clears throat> and you're right, by the process of writing things down, eh, it's the story behind the story. So for it to make sense and for it to resonate, you have to go deep. You have, yes. to, you have to explore part of a sentence that's never been explored before or articulated rather, eh? Because we, you know, we yes. abbreviate everything. We want it short, we want impact. We're gonna shorten that and fire it at you. But the story behind yep. behind the story, it's interesting they say about women reading the reading the book, because it's a human story. And I think yeah. a lot of the things, even with even with a, a YouTube channel, they see a male on a channel that's not for us. And most of our viewers and listeners are actually females. Right. Um, wonderful, complex creatures that you are, but we all are. So being able to actually pick up a book written by a man, a human story about evolution, about growth, about development is incredibly powerful. We need to understand each other more, right? Not two yes. different entities living on a planet, but one human the human exactly the human race um now to be honest bro like i've got i downloaded the version of your book the uh, the trimble version and the only mm -hmm. thing that has stopped me is i am halfway through will smith's book um i just finished it bro just finished it i just finished it um and it's and e equally you know just a version of life that larger than life um so i'm i've got up to the quincy jones i'm into into that part of the of, yeah. of the journey and the lightning yep. strike charlie matt wait what, what? <laughs> come on man where is this guy where's charlie matt bring back charlie matt <laughs> uh, of course Oh, I'm, yeah, so that's the only reason. Now, the thing too, um, for those of you who are listening and watching, I have two copies on the way. One of them is mine, and I will keep that. And the other is to actually give away, um, we'll figure out a way just to reach out to us and, and put down a note, ask a question, do something. But, but um, I'd love for one of our readers or listeners to have a copy of that book to sit on the shelf. And the great thing I think about the YouTube platform and us having a conversation, a deeper conversation, is years from now, as per your book, your grandchild, your child, yeah. you know, will pick, we'll pick it up and be able to get a sense of you in a, in a deeper, yeah. more, more connected moment, not the picture, not the dance, but you as a person. And I, I, I fucking love that. Um, the picture on the book, the heart. Mm -hmm. So the so select, the, so the selection of the artwork. I'm, I'm yeah. interested in your play as to why that particular picture. I, I, I worked with a bunch of graphic designers, um, and there's a there's a there's a passage in the book that talks about the mind and about planting flowers or plant or, or, or planting weeds and how weeds don't need attention or care or prudence to grow and to flourish and to infect um, but flowers do they need care they need attention and I, I was I was in this space of I wanted the cover to to exemplify or to exude 
internal thought and care. So like introspection is, is what I wanted. And a lot of the designs in the beginning were like actual introspection, like, you know, a person thinking, um, or, you know, a, a lot of them focused on the title, like being the only one, but I'm like, that's way too arrogant. Like I want it to be like, it's me in this room by myself. I'm with my thoughts, but changing the, but changing the narrative from being by myself to being with myself. And I reached out to this, I reached out to one of the designers who had kind of been kind of giving me a little more of the vibe I was looking for. I had sketched something and I said, I'm looking for, I think I, I think I want a heart. And I, I think I want this passage about the flowers to kind of, to kind of be explained from, from the cover art. Like, can you, like, can, can we create something? I kind of had this really rough sketch of like a, a heart, but like a heart that was made of plants or something like that. Like to think about the seeds we plant in our minds, like in our hearts. And she said, okay. And she sent me something. And I was like, and then I saw this part of the heart that was like, looked like one of the chambers. And I said, could we make one of those the mind? Like, could, could we, could we make the heart look like the, could we make a brain that looks like a heart? or make a heart that looks like a brain or, or, or something like that. And like, and have these, and, and have those flowers and those plants on it to, to think about the seeds we plant in our hearts and in our minds. She said, okay. And she came back what the final product is. And I was like, oh my goodness. I was like, that is exactly what I'm looking for. This, this combination of heart and mind, body and soul, and the seeds we plant and that thing being woven throughout the entire book and how so when you close it, you're thinking about what your the thoughts you have in your mind and how those how those change the way your mind thinks or reacts, how it changes the way your heart thinks or operates or reacts. That's 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 what I wanted. I wanted it to be simple. I wanted it to be plain. I wanted it to be a bit something that makes you think, but when you look at it, you know what you're looking at. And the cover was just, I'm worked on the, it was weeks. And I was at a point where I was like, oh, I just, I, I, I don't know if it's going to happen. Like, I'm like, I, I can't, I can't, like, I don't know if, I don't know if I'm going to get it and that's going to bother me. Um, but the, but the, the, the universe always finds a way. And it's the, it's the, the design, the, the cover, the, the, the format of the book. I wanted it to. I wanted it to feel like something you can take into battle with you. Like it's 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 not flamboyant. It's simple. It's tactile. The way the book feels, like all these things that I never even like, I didn't even think about. Before I got a version of it that had like glossy pages, and I'm like, ill. This feels icky. I was like, no, like I, I don't want that. And like I had you know like white pages, I had cream pages, I had like, and I said. No, like this is what I want. Something that somebody would roll up and they have in their hand, always ready to go. Um, and the cover, the cover art brought that together because it's like a it's cover art, but it's also like a it's like a crest almost. The crest, like something you put you you would something you would have on your shield, and that strength of mind, strength of body, strength of soul. Um, is what I wanted it to exude. And I, I, I feel like it definitely does that.
Yeah, and that's that's why I wanted to make note of it. I mean, it was either that picture or a picture of your abs, eh? Was it either? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh my goodness. Uh, oh, the complete I'm opposite. Gonna to, I'm going to have to pay a program or something to try and dig up that dig up that picture because it is it please is just do my replicate thing in the world. Um, oh, but, I, but I know like when you invest in something, when you love something and you know when you love something, because, you know, when it comes down to crunch point, when you're pushing it forward in front of the world and you can feel it, right? you could feel it. It's a different yeah. it's a different feel. And yes. and rather than, as you were saying, you would you were lamenting the, the first pages that were written were all about the ego just stuck stuck in the head. But you've really found this connected real human element and experience in it and it's rightfully yeah. so that the heart should be represented on that book so again bro just for just for putting those words down um on that page for exposing yourself in a variety of different ways for putting down a message that's really really important again man i just want to commend you and kudos and, and again kudos for that i think it's an amazing feat um yeah I'll, i Thank certainly you. can't can't wait to pick it up after i finished well it's my next book definitely finish that yeah, oh, I'm I'm glued, glued absolutely. Yeah, I, glued I was. To it. it did not. I finished it in about in three days, and the only reason it took me three days instead of two was because I forgot the book at home one day or something like that. Like it just, yeah. And Will Smith is one of my Will Smith is one of my heroes, and so I I, I won't. You go ahead and finish it. Yeah, 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 yeah. You, you, but I mean, it's made, made, from, from the start of the book with the story, yeah, with the brick wall, with the story about yeah. his brother, and I'm like, fuck, it's got me. I'm not going to put this down. I'm not <laughs> going to be able to put this down. And then the opportunity to talk to you, and I'm like, I've got to pick this book up, and I want to read it, and I want to really, and then, but I thought the magic of our conversation will be in the not knowing, and then for me to meet yep. you in person, have this conversation, and then really yeah. invest invest time in the book, I thought was a smart, sensible thing for me to do. Um, and bro, like, you know, I can honestly, I could talk days, talk for days with you. Um, when you're looking at our story as it unfolds, eh? Hey, uh, and, and we're all we're all living our own story. But there's a moment, our first thirty seconds, our first minute, for anybody across the planet, are the same. We're brought into this mm -hmm. world a uh, uh, being of light, of intensity, of vision, of love, um, uh, across the board. And, and I can talk to those that have had children that they get to experience that um, firsthand when when your baby comes into the world and you hold them for the first time. Now it turns out that my you know my daughter's now 23, 20, 24, and nineteen, so way different animals now but i again i bless the day that I've, i i get to I, I got to hold them in every way day, different every day since yeah. but do you think you know we talk about potential we're born with this amazing light everybody has a is born with a within with the the let's say a ability or potential mm -hmm. but the opportunity is the one thing eh? the opportunity not everybody's born yeah. with the opera opportunity and and that's the thing you know we're born into circumstance we're born into situations where yes you may have the potential but because of where you're born because of your circumstances at the time a lot of the power that we truly have is either kept yeah. down or or stifled and that's why i think it takes 
so long for us to get out of that and find our path and start to appreciate, find that, that side of ourselves and invest the time and search for the opportunity, which I think you have. What are, you, what are your thoughts on that as a, as a principle? I, okay, so I am a strong opponent of, of victimhood and I'm going to, I'm, I'm going, I'm going to, I'm going to give context to all of this. So as a black person in the U.S., throughout your almost like throughout my entire life there was never a time when I wasn't aware of my color in the U.S. wasn't aware of my color wasn't aware of my circumstances wasn't surrounded by death by drugs by violence by prison by statistics and there's no shortage of reasons of why you can't do something I didn't have like my parents were not absent, you know, like my like my even though my parents got divorced, like my father wasn't around as much, but I didn't have an absent father. Um, my mother is the is, is the is the angel of my life. Um, we didn't have the most, but we didn't have the least. And a lot of what I went through as a child. And, and, and as, a, as an adolescent was, as you very well put, circumstances. And my circumstances for me built resilience. They, built, it, it, it required courage. It required grit and it required edge because I did not want what I saw happen to so many before me happen to me. I never wanted my mother to have my face on a t-shirt. I never wanted my mother to be explaining to somebody why I went to jail. And the, the, the big turning point for me, I had this older cousin named Javier and Javier was the golden boy in our family. And he was, I think he was like four or five years, maybe maybe a little older than that, um, um, ahead of me. And he was going, he was uh, amazing in high school and he played sports and he graduated high school and he was about to go to college. And then he got his girlfriend pregnant. Not a big deal, all good. I went to five baby showers my senior year of high school. So it's like perfectly normal. Um, okay well yeah he's gonna have he's gonna have to take a year off because he needs to get a job you know save some money then he's gonna go to college okay cool yeah Javier's going to college the family's so proud and then one day go to my great-grandmother's house for Sunday dinner and Javier's mother is saying yeah Javier's in jail like oh what happened oh he got roped up into something with some with some with some with some of his friends, it's not his fault though. But you know, he, you know, he'll, you know, he'll be out in a few weeks or something like that. We just got to figure out the bail. And he comes home, and you know, the dream's still there, and the the you know the excitement is still there, and the potential is still there. But you can tell it's tainted a little bit because you can see, I can see the people, my my mother and my aunts and my great aunts and my grandmother. I see their faces, and I see the faces saying like, "Oh, 
this is going to end the same way it has before. And sure enough, a few months later, he's in prison. And this time he's in prison for, I think, about five, I think it was five or six years. And I see this thing unfold, this, this role model that I had, this person who I looked at and I said, you know, he's breaking the cycle. And I see him fall victim to the, I see him fall victim to the system. And I had this thought, like, is this what's going to happen to all of us? And I, and this is, I was, I was 11 or 12 years old at, at the time. No, but I'm, but I, I had these visions of what I want. And then I see this same thing happen over and over again. I say, I just, I just can't let, I, I just, I just can't let that happen. And so as soon as I start to get a glimpse of what it looks like to make it out and to succeed, and I see that you can play sports and sports can get you into college. And if you go to college, you can get a good job. And I can be the first person in my family to graduate college. That's what I want to do. And so I latched onto that and I refused, refused to let anything be the reason why I didn't succeed except me. If I was going to fail, it was going to be because of something I did not do. And so I tried my best to remove the circumstance because the circumstances is what was plaguing so many people from where I was from. And when I look back, let's fast forward to 2020 and, you know, the George Floyd death happens and there's this massive increase in awareness around, you know, police brutality and, and, the, and the Black struggle. And I'm torn. Because for the past 20 years of my life, 18, 19, 20 years of my life, I've refused to give in to this, to, to, to address this narrative that I didn't get something because I was black. I've been called the N-word before. I've been discriminated against. We got our house egged when I was in college, rocks thrown, all, like all, 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 all of it. But everything I've done in my life, I've made sure I was two, three times better so that if it didn't happen for me, it was because I didn't do enough, not because I was black. And no matter your circumstances or what you're, you can't, you can't choose your parents, you can't choose where you're born, you can't choose who you're born to, but there comes a point in all of our lives where we have a choice. And I believe we can choose to surrender to our circumstances and survive as needed, or we can change our circumstances. And when people say this, I know it like it often sounds like, oh, well, easy enough for you to say, but you don't understand ABCD. And I completely understand that. But what I'm saying is that choice. It's going to come at different moments. It's going to come at different times. And that choice is going to be easier for some and much more difficult for others. And that choice or that opportunity is going to come multiple times for some of us because we'll need multiple times to make that decision. And for other people, it's just once. For me, it was one instance. And I said, Dad, I do not want that to happen to me. For, for one of my best friends, I call him my brother, He's been in jail twice. The second time he was in jail for 10 years. We got our college acceptance letters together. We were supposed to go to school. A month later, he was in prison and he 
didn't get out to 2017, 10 years later. For him, it took a few more times, but he's decided he's going to change his circumstances. And so that you're, you will be presented with opportunities to change your circumstances. But, and I'm, I'm sure you're familiar with David Goggins. David Goggins said on this podcast, from this talk show, they asked him what his biggest fear is. And he said his biggest fear is when he dies, he goes to wherever you go. And this person sitting there, he's looking at you, say, you're David Goggins? He said, yep. He's like, I just need you to verify this is you. And he's reading through all of this and he says, wait a second. I didn't, I didn't become a Navy SEAL. I didn't become an Army Ranger. I didn't, I didn't run five ultra marathons. I didn't do bad water twice. I, I didn't, I didn't break the, I didn't, I didn't break the world record for pull-ups. I, I didn't, I didn't do any of this. Who, who is this person? And the person at the gates is saying that's, that's who you could have been. And when I heard that, I just, I thought about so many people are, are on this, this, this cycle of chasing happiness and missing out on it and trying to pick themselves back up and find it or missing an opportunity. And I used to think that happiness was, was the key to it all, but it's purpose. It's happiness without purpose is fleeting. And happiness comes and goes because we need to appreciate the happiness and happiness gets conflated with desires because your desires make you happy but desire is what you want your purpose is who you are and you'll you'll read this very soon the desire be the desire wanes and it fades, but purpose becomes stronger as you lean into it. And purpose contextualizes your suffering and it helps you understand the sacrifices you're making and the pain you're going through. And so many of us allow our circumstances to dictate our happiness after the point where we've been presented with that choice of the opportunity. And we've decided to stay where we are. Maybe the first time it's because of financial reasons. Maybe the first time it's because of other obligations. And I completely understand that. I'm never one to say, everyone go out and eat, pray your love, eat, eat pray, love yourself into a, into a happy life. Like, no, I'm not saying quit your job, get a divorce and flick your boss off. Of course not. They're real life circumstances that we have to deal with. But We're all born and we all have a purpose. And one of, the, one of the tragedies of our existence is that not everyone 
gets an opportunity to realize what their purpose is. And I think once you become an adult, I wish I would have started asking myself that question sooner. Not because I was going to figure out at 18, 19. I was a terrible person when I was 20 years old. I had no idea what was going on. But having someone even say that we all have a purpose. And that purpose is not to have a stable job. That purpose is not to, 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 to live the American dream, to, to, to have the house and the two cars and the, and the two weeks vacation a year. Like it's, it's not, those are, those are desires, those are wants, but we all have a purpose. And maybe that purpose is being the, the biggest movie star in the world. Maybe that purpose is, 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 being, is being an incredible father. Maybe that purpose is being an amazing mother. But he, as you said before, he said so many great things today. The chances and risks we take, their are opportunities to lean into, to lean into, to learn and to lean into who we are or, or, or who we're supposed to be. And so if you are someone who's listening to this and you're not sure or your circumstances are less than ideal, or your circumstances are bad, your situation is bad, and you feel trapped. We all still have that purpose, and we all still have that potential. And it's not going to be pretty, and it's not going to be presented in a box, and it's not going to be this perfectly manicured, here's your purpose, and here's how you achieve it, and here's how you lean into it. It's going to be iterative. It's going to be an evolution for a lot of us. But I think the way you change those circumstances is you take risk. And there is no shortage of, I said this a few months, a few weeks ago, I am where I am because I've walked through so many doors without knowing what was on the other side. And I think that is a huge part of figuring out what, 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 what our purpose is. I mean, and that's a that's a mindset, eh? Because if you're in the mindset that now's not a good time, there's never going to be a good time. Exactly. Because so there's there's so many things that and settling is a word that 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 doesn't sit sit well with me either. Because you're right, and in, in regards to circumstance, you can blame a whole lot. Um, Mel Robbins. Oh like, yeah. You know, you can blame a whole lot on external influences, mm-hmm. but also yeah, but but ultimately it's up to us, right? You're the one that has yeah. to stand up. You're the one that has to shift your legs out of bed, put your feet on the floor and stand up and just yep. go and get it done. Absolutely. Adversely too in our lives, you know, in a, and I kind of lead back to one of these moments where we can give so many other people credit for the things that we've done in our lives because we're just not used to accepting that we played a massive part in it and they were there to help us. <laughs> Very true. You know, so, bro, can you tell me, and I asked Mandy Jones this question too, three things that you are proud of yourself? Um, I'm proud of, well, my, my gym. 
my, my gym in Augusta, Georgia is something I've, I've, I've always been proud of and always will be. Um, I was a, I was a very scary endeavor, but, but I'm proud of not only the gym opening, but I'm proud that I made it out of that period of my life. Um, because that was hard. Depression, eviction, hunger, uncertainty, fear, stress, anxiety. Um, but not only did I make it out, but me and my gym partner made it out and the gym made it out of, out of, out of, that, out of that period. So definitely proud of that. Um, I am proud that I finally wrote that book. I'm proud that I'm an author. Uh, I said that was something I wanted to do and I had every opportunity to back out and every opportunity to stop. Um, but uh, but uh, I persevered and I stuck with it and I published it um, and I've provided that to other people. Uh, so I, I'm absolutely proud of that. And I think the last thing I'm proud of is um, I'm proud of myself. I, uh, I still have work to do, definitely. But when I look at who I was 15 years ago, graduating high school, um, I was the class president, prom king, all the usuals, captain of the football team, basketball team, track team. And we had these superlatives, you know, like the most likely twos. And I won the superlative for the most likely to succeed and the most likely to change the world and a bunch of other ones, but, but, the, but, those, but those two were the, were the ones that put the most pressure on. Um, and I said, wow, like this is what people think about me. And a few days ago, actually strangely last week, this guy I went to elementary school with, uh, we ended up not going to the same middle schools and high schools, um, so we left, we stopped going to school together like sixth grade. Found my Instagram. And I don't view myself as famous. I quite honestly don't look at myself as, as, as successful yet because what I think is success is being the president of the United States and I'm not the president yet. So I'm like, oh, I'm not quite there, right? But he messages me and he says, bro, like I just found your Instagram, man, like a friend of mine was telling me about this program she does and this guy she follows who's extremely inspiring and she loves doing body combat and it's changed her life and she showed me some of your videos and I'm like I went to elementary school with that guy and I said that I said Scott that's crazy and he was like I always he said he said I knew there was something about you even back then I knew this is who you were going to be and We never give ourselves flowers. We never give ourselves pats on the back. Uh, we never give ourselves any credit, just as you've said. And when he said that, like this is not someone who was in my circle of influence or someone who was 
you know, who is just falling in line because that's what everybody else is commenting under the Instagram post and they want to keep it positive. They don't want to ruffle any feathers. Like this is someone who hasn't been in my life since I was, you know, for the past 20 years. But the impression I made then aligns with what I'm doing now. And I truly believe that's because though there have been plenty of distractions and plenty of setbacks, I've stayed the course. And I do feel like I've become who I was supposed to. And I think that the gifts I was given and the talents I was born with, I've used those for good and to get the most out of the set of circumstances I was born into and the cards I was dealt. So, uh, uh, and I have, this is the first time I've ever answered this question. Um, and definitely the first time in my life I've ever said I was proud of myself. But if I had, yeah, like th three things is, I think I, I think I would definitely be one. I love that because I think I think you can put as many answers in the front of the most important answer, but eventually you mm -hmm. get there. You know that the, yeah. the final the final one should all be on proud of myself, and you, bro, you should be. Um, like I say, the depth and connection, the 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 purpose, and and for me, can you? Because you have it down to a sentence, right? And I and I love how you've explained it. And I didn't want to say whose purpose is. But could you just state, in your words, connected to this moment, your purpose? My purpose is to help people believe in themselves and to lead and inspire the changes that are required to find and protect that belief. I believe there are so many people who are uncertain about themselves and who don't believe in themselves and who are critical of themselves and who feel like they're unworthy who feel like they're less than and I genuinely want every person in the world to know that they that that they're good enough and that they really can be whatever they want and that even though it may be difficult and even though it may not be clean and it may not be easy and it may be very, it may be hard and it won't be convenient and it won't be fair. But you, but, but you can, you, you can, you can, you can be who you're supposed to be and not enough people realize that. So much to love about that. 
that statement and the, the follow-up, bro. And, and like when I was, you know, I, I talked about our background, I put a background in and I'm trying to, to, and again, the purpose, I, I try and pick something that, that resonates with me that I've picked up about you and purpose was the word that I had instantaneously. Like, it's not just, oh, what should I put? Handsome. Let's put handsome, <laughs> <laughs> dynamic, charismatic, but purpose is the word that, the purpose is the word and the lightning strike. Because again, that Quincy Jones moment in Will's book where he's talking about, you know, Quincy is a lightning strike. And it's easy. Such a good part of the book. Bro, I just loved it. You know, just hearing Such even that about Quincy, part. I'm like, man, I'm going to ring the guy. Come to dinner. <laughs> <laughs> he might be my second DM slide, by the way. Quincy. <laughs> You don't know me, but <laughs> I, know, I feel as though I know you. I feel as though I know you. I think yeah. we get on. Um, but bro, yeah, yeah, like the the um, it's easy to see. You know, the, well, it's not easy to see. I mean, I think we are we are conditioned to see the potential, right? And it's up to up up to us to act to assist people to get it. But you've also got to, in reality, be able to see the struggle. Yeah, and you've got absolutely. to be able to, and you've got to be able to talk to the struggle, and you've got to be able to coach the struggle yes. because, because again, Mel Robbins talking about the vision board. You know, too many people have got the picture, the end result, but not realizing, visualize the steps, visualize the bricks, yes. not the wall. Yes. The steps that you have to take, visualize the pain, visualize the downtime, visualize the days when everything is conspiring just to say nah. Absolutely. For me, not not today. Those are the moments. So that that's the part in the journey. So when you get eventually to the picture, and like, like you, you're like, yep, next, chalk, yes. chalk it, chalk it up, um, bro. I feel as though I've, I've like honestly, I feel as though this this connection and this conversation could go deep into the night. It's like what I, what I call a fireside chat. Um, oh, absolutely. I've just loved love the opportunity to connect and 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 taught you and again i'll throw you i feel as i've thrown you on the spot and you've responded so eloquently and there's so much gold back in this conversation what i love about this i go back and a lot of people don't say oh, i'm not going to listen to that podcast because it's gone but this is an opportunity for me to listen to this conversation and recount just every i'm going to reabsorb every ounce of it because i've loved the opportunity just to sit and listen to you um thank you just to get us just to get a snapshot um but bro i'm gonna throw you into the cage again and if there was just like a parting phrase or something that's important to you that a message that you'd like to leave given the, in in this moment in this day and age is there anything you'd just like to share or say but before we sign off on the on the potty um one of my favorite quotes is theodore roosevelt's um, address to the South African people. Uh, it was the man in the arena. And it, the first, the first sentence is, it is not the critic who counts, not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the man who was actually in the arena whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood, who strives valiantly, who errs, who comes short again and again, because there's no effort without error and shortcoming, who at the best knows in the end the triumph of high achievement, 
and who at the worst, if he fails, fails while daring greatly so that his place will never be with those cold and timid souls who neither know victory nor defeat. Yeah. That is a, uh, that is one of my favorite, one of my favorite quotes. And for me, it, it says to myself, to anyone listening, don't worry about who's watching you and don't worry about what they think. But this thing called life is, it's, it's your fight and you will fail and you will fall and you will hurt and you will bleed and you will cry. But I would rather die standing for something than live for nothing. But we forget that that something can be you. It does not have to be something outside of you. You can be who you're fighting for. And you can do that every day of your life and you will have lived a full and amazing life. Wow, what a, what, mate, what a beautiful ending to a truly wonderful and beautiful conversation, mate. Again, emotional, grateful that I'm in a position to be able to open up a conversation and connect, connect with you and talk about something that means so much to me and to hear it. And those words articulated in that way is, is incredible. I thank you for every second of the conversation, for saying yes to the DM slide. Um, I know that our paths will cross again, bro. You've got my details. Um, my, home is, my home is your home, and I humbly mean that. If you're in New Zealand, um, I hope to connect. You will get thank a hug. You. I'm a hugger. That's just the way it goes. Um, <laughs> but I, I just want to wish you, um, your lovely wife and your family, all the very best, um, not only for, for, for Christmas, but for every, every day after. Um, I can't wait to catch up with you again. This has been an amazing, connected, emotional experience. I knew it would be. And again, grateful for the opportunity to share this with you. Thank you so much, Marlon. I, I truly appreciate you as a human and I can't wait to push go and share this with the DMC podcast team. Wow, far out. That was episode number 39 of the DMC podcast. If you can be anything, be kind, firstly to yourself, then everybody you come in contact with, look after one another. I can't wait for you to listen to this. The book will be up for grabs, but if you see it, the only one in the room, please feel free. Look it up on Amazon, hook it up, follow Marlon on, on Instagram. You will not regret a second of any piece <laughs> of information that he has. It may blow your mind and take you to a whole other place. And that's exactly the point. So episode exactly. number 39, thank you so much again, bro. Um, connected for life. And I mean that truly. Thank you. I appreciate your time. And that is us for the DMC podcast, episode 39. And that's us for peace. Thank you for having me, bro. Thank you, bro. Oh, oh, way.